Welcome to the Friends I View podcast, where Sean and Jose talk about everything under the sun. Visit friendsayview.com for more, unlock exclusive content on Patreon, and catch our videos on YouTube at the Friends I View. Subscribe for weekly episodes and let's explore the world together. Thank you for joining us today. This is Sean with Jose. We're going to be talking about Jose's favorite subject, the Second Amendment and guns rights. <laughs> this is a very controversial subject. Yes, it is. It like, shouldn't be controversial, you know? Like, so I was thinking about this. After we started talking about talking about gun rights, Second Amendment, yeah. mm -hmm. I was thinking about this the other day, and I was like, one of the biggest challenges that people have with the gun rights or the biggest reasons why people go fight against gun rights basically okay because we have school shootings that's the biggest yes. thing definitely now school shootings are very bad but i was i was kind of thinking about this a lot and i'm like number one they don't really happen that often but when they do they're horrific because we all believe that we should protect children you know of course but I was, but it gave me some thought about some conspiracy theory, right? Because I, I listened to it online. Matter of fact, I there was there was a there was a CIA document that I was reading. Okay, I'd say about two months ago. I need to go back through it. Okay, but it was a test that they did where they were they were studying astral projection. Because remember, I told you I wanted to do ayahuasca. Yep, yep, yep. Astral project. Okay. And I want to know, can I do this myself? Okay. And so I was reading an official CIA document mm -hmm. where they actually outlined their entire they even created it. There was even there was even a disc release, uh, like a audio disc yep. with the beats and different things. And it was like a talk through from that scientist who was conducting that study on astral projection. Wow. I had done it once and I, I think I was very, very close, but I kind of freaked out. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's just because in your head, yes, I want to do this. But if you take that idea of astral rejection, it's the idea that your soul temporarily leaves your body and does different things. Yeah. So there's also the part of the brain that's like, yeah, this isn't normal for me. I haven't done this before. Let's, you know. Exactly. So, yeah, it kind of happened. But that was in the 60s that people were thinking that. Okay. So, imagine that. Okay. And I know that, like, in the 60s when the CIA was doing that, I know there was a couple other things. It was like, uh, it was like the, there's a couple experiments where they, they did remote viewing which means you could view something from a long period long distance away mental okay and other mental things so it makes you wonder just because of the timing of the school shootings like because i think timing i think the school shootings are bad and anyone who does them should no life in prison you should just be executed we don't need you yeah exactly right but but it makes you really kind of wonder, because I know we talk about, we're probably going to talk about several other conspiracy mm -hmm. theories, and I'm trying not to derange <laughs> yeah. our topic, but it makes you wonder if, like, you know, there's been movies about that where, peop where people were assets and mentally 
triggered to do certain bad events. That was it. Uh, one of the movies, I think, The Manchurian Candidate. Yeah, yeah, stuff like we, that. We've done that. It, it makes you wonder if, like, because to me, rationally, I can't think. Because I mean, we lived in a world where people got bullied. We did. That was a cool thing in X generation. No. Yeah. Everybody bullied and everybody got bullied on, you know? Yeah, exactly. But none of I don't remember any of us thinking, you know what? We may have went into school and be like, fuck you guys, I want to fight you. Or, but none of us were like, I don't remember any of us going, all of you motherfuckers should die, you know? And now you're just getting a whole bunch of just random people, random scenarios. Some of them don't even add up, you know, like doors and schools being left open during school that they were able to use. You're like, what? You know what I'm saying? You know, to me, I think, I don't know. I, I any, any wonder if something like that was really going on. Because yeah. as history has proven, bad people do have power. And bad people, not all people in power are bad, but yeah, bad people do go into power. <laughs> bad people do do bad things that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, of course. You've been proven to these people. Like, there's so many examples of what bad people with power have done. Yeah. And who's to say not one of these insane assholes isn't running one of these crazy psyop command campaigns? <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah and, and and you never know you know because i'm pretty sure there's a lot of things our government still you know uh, keeps from us as far as uh, <laughs> i mean what do trillions do yeah. trillions of dollars worth of what billions of trillions of dollars worth of black budget how many yeah. contractors do we have which yeah. do specific secret stuff but are not government <laughs> you know I'm, I'm definitely for the Second Amendment, especially because of the fact that, you know, you and I are both military um, personnel, and that's what we fought for, for the rights of the American people, which is to protect the Constitution and its amendments, you know, but at the same time, personally, I, I do conceal carry, and I do it, you know, to protect myself and my family because of the terrible situations that are happening right now. You know, I'm, I'm a firm um, believer in I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Especially when you know or you don't know what's going to happen when you're shopping for food. You know, you're doing your weekly shopping, your, you know, bi-weekly shopping or whatever it is that you do. And all of a sudden, you hear pop, 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 pop in a supermarket. I'm not going to go to where the sounds are because I'm not that curious. And if I don't have anywhere to go and I happen to be with my family, we're going to hold up in place. And if someone that's not the police comes through the door or wherever we are, then it's going to be that person rather than my family. That's how I feel. Exactly. And I, I think it's important. I know a lot of people don't understand it or at least some of the new generation, it seems like there's been some problems with understanding it where they're like, well, why do you need a weapon? And here's the truth of the matter. And we talked about this in other podcasts. There are 8 billion people on this planet, 8 billion. Wow. Okay. And most of us, I would say 90% conservatively, it's probably more like 99%, but let's make it easy. 90% of us know 
we don't actually need a law that says don't rob somebody don't steal from somebody exactly. don't kill somebody don't attack somebody because we go through our lives every single day not robbing not stealing not exactly killing, not attacking people because we're overall no it's wrong <laughs> we're, yeah we're overall decent people we understand yes but the problem is, is even if you did 10 percent of like even the united states 350 million people you say only 10 percent are bad who would do those things then you're still talking what 35 million people even if you talk to one percent you're still talking 3.5 million people mm -hmm. okay that's still a lot of people that could potentially rob you yes steal from you exactly you or attack you you know and criminals or people who are actual criminals especially violent ones they know how to get weapons whether they're illegal or legal of course of they're course. going to get them and why do they get them they get them because it puts them at an advantage that's the only reason yeah if if it wasn't the case then they would never grab the weapon you know but the weapon gives them an advantage with that being said they're obviously less likely to attack rob steal kill somebody who is armed <laughs> versus it's like the prey predator mentality there's exactly. people who actually have that prey predator mentality mm -hmm. inside their head okay like i mean we have child molesters which is yeah prey yeah predator we have rapists prey yeah. predator yep we have um people who now i'm saying i know that well, well i mean we even have professionals that are prey predators doctors who under who under anesthesia will you know do some things that are unfortunate to their patients yeah exactly i mean you have these yes. anti and just about every single profession to some level maybe yes. not the exact same level but still some of that prey predator type exactly mentality so it's like it's going to exist now ideally and hypothetically we would want a world where nobody needed weapons you know nobody mm -hmm. had or is nobody stole but let's be honest and this is where honesty is the key yes is it will never get that way and the reason why and without going into the like scientifically fundamental reason why i say that okay but, but the universe is balanced uh, where there's one there is the other so yeah where there's night there is day where there's positive there's negative where there yeah. is mother Teresa's and and jesus's and whoever you consider to be like the predominantly good people yes on the other end of the spectrum you're going to have the hitlers you're going to have the stalins you exactly. have the charles bundy's <laughs> ted bundy's war you know yeah yeah you're going to have these people they're going to exist no matter what and and you should be able to protect what is most important to you yes i think i heard it once it's like i don't it was like i think it was and i'm probably butchering this phrase up but it was like uh i don't i don't carry a gun in my house i don't have a gun in my house to protect the world from my house but i have a gun in my house 
to protect the people in my house from the world. The world. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that, you know, and, and it's unfortunate because I, I wholeheartedly thought that I would never, ever, ever have a, a weapon in my house. And I'm retired military, mind you, <laughs> 24 years in the Air Force. And I thought I would never get to the point um, where I weapons in my house. But then the world changed. You know, when I was growing up, the worst thing that I've seen or that I saw in elementary school was just fistfights. That's all people would do. Then it evolved to if someone had a knife that was kind of like oh my god the end of the world just happened right then and there and now look at where it's evolved to you know senseless shootings of innocent children it's just ridiculous you know and for me it's for me that i still you know still have i still have um children that are i have my 10 year old of course who's uh, currently in fifth grade you know something that i worry about every single day you know, but he happens to go to a school that uh, he goes to a private school that has armed security there. So it kind of, you know, alleviates a little bit of my concern, but not all, you know, because some of the schools that the shootings do occur, they do have armed guards there, you know, and it still happens. Remember that one oh. guy who I think who ran order or ran and hid. Yeah. And he was the security guy. Yeah. I'm like, he was actually acquitted there. I think they acquitted him. I forgot his name, but yeah, they actually acquitted him. You know, he, like, I don't know, man. It's just, that's what your job is. Your job is as a public servant that's supposed to be um, responsible for um, the of others. Then what you should do, just like us. He didn't get Yeah, I know. <laughs> he was not there for that training. Exactly. <laughs> You're supposed to run to the danger. Firemen. They supposed to run to that's what they're paying you for. That is your job. That is what you signed up for. And oh, we, you know, that's that, what they do. Like you, exactly. you just get even like in police and firemen, yeah. they all run for the and in the military. That's what it is. It's like, that's what we signed up for. Exactly right. We knew what we were getting into. You yeah, know. You, you sign up knowing, hey, look, if shit hits the fan, you're the first ones to go in. Yeah, exactly. And now, see, I, I think the biggest challenge that we're running into now, at least with the Second Amendment, mm -hmm. is because the Constitution, we talk about this and other things, the Constitution, granted, is not a perfect document by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. Okay. But, but I would argue, on the basis of the fact that it was like some 20, 20 to 25-year-olds who came up with it on predicting what a nation would be like hundreds of years in advance, I think they did a pretty, pretty good job. Yeah. They did a pretty good job. I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I could have had, and I don't think most people who have any self-awareness would, would be like, I could come up with something remotely this good. Yeah. And, and you know, and they're, and they weren't perfect. And hence that's where the amendments came into play, you know? Exactly. So, At least what they did was they put in, they put in systems where, hey, look, as things change, as the worlds change, you can propose things and make things, alterations. And so I understand the Second Amendment and the right to bear arms. Yeah. And I understand the arguments that people have. And 
but I also understand some of the challenges. Like I know like some are like, well, why should I register my weapon? Well, everything else is registered. Your car is registered, your house is registered, everything is registered. We can even argue. You're registered to vote. What it is, is registration is just accountability, is all it is. Yeah. So, like, if that gun is involved with a murder, because guns don't kill people, people kill people. Exactly. Yeah. Then I can trace that gun back to where it started. Mm-hmm. And then that would help me obviously solve some problems because I go, okay, this gun is registered to Jose, mm-hmm. but it killed Peter. Yeah. Then I got to now, because in an investigation, what do you do? Of course. You try to follow where that gun went. Of from, course. From Peter <laughs> or from Jose to Peter, you know? To Peter, exactly. Now, if Jose did say and file a police report that the weapon was stolen, then of course... I'm not, you know, I, I can say, hey, I had it secured, I had it locked, and they still broke in and, you know, stole my weapon. So they can at least say, okay, Jose probably did not have anything to do with this. Exactly. Murder. And then, well. and I think it would help in solving problems that we have. Yeah. Now, well, I understand where people's concerns are about the government knowing. But it's like, look, I'm going to be honest. Yes, people should be protected against their government because guess what? And this is the biggest argument that people have. Yes, governments do bad things. Of course. I mean, if anyone has any doubt of that, just go back 60 years. There's a perfect example in about three different countries of governments being bad things. Most people only talk about one. Of course. Hitler, because Hitler is the ultimate evil and quite the, quite the dickhead, right? And yeah. deserves to be like the South Park episode in hell, having pineapple shoved in his asshole. Okay. But at the same time, there was Stalin and Mao. Yeah. And Stalin killed, and Mao killed way more people than Hitler did. Mm-hmm. The difference is, is they killed their own people. Own people, exactly. And so, like, there's plenty of historical evidence of governments abusing their power and founding fathers wanted people to be protected just in case. Yeah. And I can understand that argument. But we also got, like, it's it's a lot of this is compromise, you know? Mm -hmm. Have that argument that people should have weapons because of that, but... They should be registered. There should be a chain of command. There should be documents that where we can, if somebody does something bad, <laughs> that we can at least have a little bit of an idea of where to start. Because right now what we do is we, we find a gun and then we have to go just do DNA, blah, 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 and try to figure out who had it. Yes. Try to figure out who used it. Yes. Now we can look at a serial number and be like, okay, it was at Jose's house. Okay, let's talk to Jose. Jose, yes. tell me about this gun. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Of course. That's what uh, it should it should ha- it should happen that way, of course. Yeah. And everything should be and, that, and that's why registration is important in any aspect. It's accountability. Yeah. Um, is what it is. Because you can you can point to a person with that event. 
or that item or whatever. Because like your car, your car, somebody runs your license plate. They know exactly, they don't have to see that you're in the car. They run your license plate. They already know it's Jose. This is Jose's car. Now, if I go up to the car and Jose's not in it, then I go, who are you? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, and, and it's tricky. A lot of people want to say the government can do a lot of things to, you know, get weapons off the streets. And I'm sure they can, but they have to be fair to everyone else. So myself included, I was like, well, why don't they just take AR-15s and not make them available? That that's not fair either because a lot of people already have them. So what are they going to do for the people that already purchased those weapons? Are they going to take them back? You know, so they can't say, okay, I'm not going to sell or have anybody sell AR-15s and these people that already purchased them can get to keep theirs. That's what's the about the situation. My thing about the tricky situation. Yeah, my thing about the AR-15 on that one is like, is they pitch it wrong, and I wish they were honest about it. Okay, the mm-hmm. people that have a problem with them. Gotcha. It is absolutely 100% illegal to have a fully automatic weapon. Okay. Um, we know this. You're not allowed that unless you are specific. I think it's what um, FBI approval, basically, to have. Okay. ARs are not even fully automatic. The max mm-hmm. they do is semi. They're yeah, even they're not really military weapons. Matter of fact, we used a version like an AR-15 in the mm-hmm. military. You know how we used it? Yeah, to shoot projectiles over to another ship. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not even really. It's not. It's not like it's. It looks more dangerous than what it really is. And I'm. It looks more, because I get it. It looks like a machine gun. But that's what makes it cool, is that it looks like something you can't have. Okay. But it's, so I don't think it's fair. I don't, I don't think it's fair. Now, if you go, hey, a person shouldn't have, (laughs) somebody shouldn't have a 50 caliber machine gun, I would argue, okay, that's a pretty good point. (laughs) An average Joe should not have a 50 cal. When I think of 50 cal, I think of the, the ship fifty gallons, you know. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. It's one hundred and thirty pounds. Then yeah. you have to mount it. Yeah, you know, half inch rounds that are got tracers yeah. on it. I go. There's no reason you <laughs> you should have one of those. Like, there's no reason. Like, you you're not gonna hunt with it. Exactly. It's actually used to take out ships. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and tanks and. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what are you going to do? Hunt an elk with that? Yeah, exactly. So, I'd say stuff like that, yeah, no. You should probably not have rocket launchers. You should probably not have C4. You should probably not have what's considered true military great. Of course. Just because I don't know what people are going to do with this military grade stuff. So, I can give it that, but don't pitch the AR-15 as a military-grade weapon because it's not. Nobody's fighting any wars with that thing. There you go. Exactly. And an M60? Yes. Now, I would say nobody should have an M60. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You should not have it. So I, I think that's where it becomes unfair is they just pitch this thing as like, this is a military weapon. It's like, 
There's literally no branch of the service that uses AR-15 to fight anything. Yeah. And we, and that, you know, I have friends that have AR-15s, you know, and, you know, I don't mind them ha not ha or having them, you know, it's their second amendment, right? You know, but at the same time, you know, I, you know, they are the type of people that do use caution because I have conversations with them. So they know how to secure their weapon. They know when they would be using it and when they wouldn't be using it, you know? So and that's, and that's where the registration, I think, plays a factor. Yeah, of course. Because it has accountability. Because with accountability, you can hold people responsible. Of course. And then, and then there's another argument. And I, I was thinking about this. You made me think a lot last week, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> Just like at random. Because, yep. like, you know, we're going to be having this conversation. So, and then you just got my brain thinking all week, Jose. <laughs> is, I'm blaming you for this. I'm glad. I'm glad. It sparks the like, conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but like, because uh, I know one of the arguments is the thing. Because as we're going to be talking about it in the future, but there is a huge, huge mental health epidemic. And the challenge that I see is everybody, and like I said, we won't go into this too much. Everybody has some challenges, you know? Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about it more. I think it deserves a podcast of itself. That'll work. Okay. But the problem with it is uh, at the initial point, it sounds like a good idea. Make sure somebody ha doesn't have the mental mental challenges that would. If they have too many mental problems, then then we'll go ahead and not allow them to have a weapon. And that would and I, and most people could kind of get behind the idea of somebody who's being wild, crazy mentally should probably not have a gun. You know. Okay. Fair. The challenge that I have, the challenge that I have in 2020, kind of solidified exactly where my challenge was. And we're not going to talk about the vaccine too much because we already did one. Okay. But there were even medical professionals, even though now we've proven a lot of things about the vaccine that were wrong. Okay. Um, that they believed in, they believed in solely, so much, and not just medical professionals, but everybody else, believed in the vaccine so much that people were being forced to have the vaccine yeah i was one of them at the at the point of losing their job yeah i was one of them homeless. <laughs> uh you have people that were kicked out of the military for it wow i mean they recently sent out letters stating hey if you got kicked out for covid come back we'll want you back we'll fix your we'll fix your rating your your discharge rate but it's like your discharge status you know but it's like you you literally were forcing it to the point you screwed people over yeah. potentially forever. Yeah. Because the discharge code it means a lot. Of course. It's a lot. And they were getting like other than honorables and different things like that, which are which are bad, you know? Yeah, because you can't hold a decent job. Yeah, of course. And it's like so I mean you have people that were so strongly on the vaccine that they were making it a survival thing you know that so who's to say that if because only a psychologist can determine somebody's mental state or psychiatrist yeah okay clear enough 
we have psychologists and psychiatrists who who break the law like you saw it in or break the code ethics yeah of course the law of like code ethics but i've seen it like with politicians i've seen it with johnny depp even remember that during the trial the mm -hmm. psychologist came in and made a reckon a medical opinion of johnny depp not having met johnny depp but have watched his movies wow which is against which is against the code ethics for medical and i believe against the law i may be wrong about the law but definitely against the medical gotcha. um ethics um you see it with politicians too where like so we talk to some news organization oh he's crazy or she's crazy she yeah. this is your medical opinion but you have not actually met with them you exactly have not had any interaction with them to get a proper diagnosis opinion exactly <laughs> and you see this all the time so it's like yeah. who's to say that somebody doesn't just go hey look i don't like weapons and i don't believe people should have weapons which is their right their right is to believe that yeah okay but then they prescribe somebody as crazy or you know a loose cannon or untrustworthy yeah just so that they can't have weapons and i feel that that is a very dangerous and real possibility mm -hmm. which okay. could happen and the only way that you can make that happen is if you and i think most psychologists most psychiatrists will do what's right but it doesn't mean all exactly and we're going to talk about this in other podcasts is i think a lot of people when they make a point they pick the minority and they they go with that as their point yes so let's let's talk about let's talk about both let's talk about the minority situation yes but let's also talk about what majority would do and i think mm -hmm. majority would do what's right yeah, but exactly. we need to have something to protect people from the minority that would do wrong okay and so i think there should be kind of a if you're going to go that route and make make somebody get a psychological evaluation even before getting a weapon mm -hmm. that i think that there should be an appeal process for them yep and there should be a steep enough punishment that will prevent doctors from breaking because like right now it's against the code of ethics and you still had an asshole on national television yeah making a recommend making a medical opinion of johnny dub based on characters he played in a movie and like, he's just a really good actor <laughs> but yeah you see like i said you see it with politicians all the time and it's like no 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 if you make a medical opinion now if you say this is my opinion and i'm making it based on this me as yes. a person that's one thing if you are exactly. making a medical opinion but the problem is is you are a medical professional and you have to be very specific yeah and and outlining whether this is a medical opinion or this is your own personal, personal uh, because you are in fact a doctor and people can mistake it of course and maybe he is just a really good actor you can't go by his movies he's paid to act exactly but so you're never going to tell if somebody is crazy truly crazy until 
you have done the test yeah that determine because there's a lot of people who have mental problems but are not crazy yeah and we're going to talk about because we're going to talk about this all this well that sounds nice a plan sounds good right that we need to have very clear very clear uh reservations on who we consider too crazy to have a weapon too unstable and if they're deemed unstable then we need to have an appeals process yeah that is fair yeah and then we also need to have punishments for those who are willing to inject their own personal belief systems and go against the code of ethics of how they should be perceived that was good so what you so in your opinion you pro second amendment so i have no weapons uh, okay my my father it was funny because i grew up and i didn't realize as a child but as an adult you realize it but my father had a lot of guns and i realized since <laughs> as an adult i'm like there's not a room in the house that could have shot you with a rifle but nobody messed with our house yeah matter of fact the only the only person who ever messed with our house i'll never forget this i'll never forget this because i was living in kansas city kansas okay and a it was at the early stages of my life. Um, my father was was still going to college, you know? Mm -hmm. okay. Living at my grandmother's house. My grandmother owned two houses right next door to each other. Okay. One was my great-grandma's house, and one was my grandma's house. Okay. It's actually where my father grew up. Um, and you remember, like, I don't know if you ever had it happen. Somebody would smash your mailbox. Oh yeah, I remember though. I I haven't had it happen to me, but yeah, I, I've heard about it. Yep. So uh, this is why you don't mess with engineers. <laughs> so my family is full of engineers and business people. So it's like the worst people to mess with because okay, <laughs> because when they when it's time for them to retaliate, it's going to be this long drawn out plan to perfection <laughs> to make you pay for their retaliation. Gotcha. So my father. He is he is borderline a genius, borderline a genius. Like okay. I would argue he's probably the most intelligent man I've ever known in real life. Wow. And so these neighbors down the street were smashing everybody's mailboxes like every week. Oh wow. And so my dad got pissed. Like I said, you never piss off an engineer. <laughs> so what he did was he goes, you know what? I got you. So he goes and gets the mailbox, a brand new mailbox. Inside the mailbox, he puts in PVC pipe in the middle of it. <laughs> nice and metal, of course, just for letters. <laughs> and around the PVC, he puts in pure con concrete. And then in the pole, the pole, he put concrete inside the po pole of it. Wow. And then he dug a hole where he's going to put the mailbox and put concrete there and covered it with grass. He's already, hey, let, let's see you knock this one down. Not but like, because <laughs> not but like, um, not but like a week later, because Christ okay. Street was like a bank, like that was set up on a hill. Okay. And we, you know, because this is back in the day when you had your, your doors open all the time. Of course, of course. And you just hear, and my dad, here's it, we go to the window. And we watch this and 
the guy puts out the bat like he's about to hit, hits the mailbox, his arm hits back completely backwards. Like, you know, uh, like you can. Oh, yes. Like, absolute backwards. The Camaro crashed into the bank across the street. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. That kid will never. I think he learned his lesson. Yeah. He'll never hit another mailbox in his life. Wow. Well, and you know. And, <laughs> you're saying? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. And so, I believe you should protect your home. Believe there you go. <laughs> your uh, maybe not go as extremes. <laughs> yeah, figure that my dad had given him lots of leniency. He had replaced, I think, about 20 or 30 mailboxes. That oh, no, nah, that's too much, yeah. And, you know, they're not all that expensive, but they, you, they start to add up, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, even at that time, you're probably paying, what, 20 bucks each? Yeah. So ten, you're talking two hundred. Now you're about what? Yeah, and that's food. That's money for food. That's money for gas. Everything else that it could have been used for. So I feel that people should protect their homes. Of course. Um, especially now, you have people just breaking in houses. I mean, you have people robbing people in broad daylight in the United States. Like we were talking about that. I watched the video. Like woman was just out of light. She was just out of light, waiting for it to turn green. Car robbed, broad daylight. Because back in the day, it was like robberies happened like at night. night. It was like the biggest thing was making sure you're protected at night. Yeah. But now you just have like robberies and murders, and you have serial killers coming out in daytime doing their thing. It's like okay, yeah, no, like you're not even you're not even safe during the when the sun's out and you can see them. <laughs> you know, I I. I wholeheartedly believe, and I've said that I said this in other podcasts, that if we just treated each other the way we would like to be treated, none of this thing, none of these things would happen. You see, you you're talking about Rainbow World, man. <laughs> and I think most of us do this naturally to a point, you know? Yeah. The, like I said, the problem is is that even if you took one percent of eight billion people, right? One yeah. That's still that's still eighty million. Yeah. <laughs> you, so it's like you still have eighty million people who are never gonna follow that that way yeah. of thought. Yeah. yeah, eighty million people who potentially cut you up in their basement. Yeah. Or break into your house in broad daylight or rob you during during daylight or any of these things. So it's like of course. It's like you got to protect yourself from what's important from that 80 million people potential because the laws are there, even punishments are there, and even with laws and punishments, they still do it. Exactly. Yeah, so it's like, because usually that's what prevents you from doing something. It's why we, you touch the stove because you're like, ah, this is going to hurt. You know what the results are going to be exactly and what the consequences are for you to do that, and which could be a different podcast that we uh we talk about are people predisposed to being the way they are do they develop that mentality over time based on how they've brought been brought up in the world you know i think just monsters are not born but monsters mm -hmm. are bred and okay. yeah we could do that let's talk about that because okay okay nature versus nurture 
is yet the ultimate is uh, that's that's the thing it's nature versus nurture yeah but you know ultimately i think i I think we should talk about that yeah that'll work but ultimately for this conversation and this podcast or this topic i do believe people do have the right to protect themselves from the one percent from the two percent that are continually going to continuously going to do wrong oh absolutely because it's like that (laughs) you you seen that meme it's like it was with denny and it's like if you break i didn't see it it was like it was like one part it was girl or a guy going Uh um (laughs) you choose your animal over my life or whatever yeah you know something like the situation where you pit your animal and then then if he goes like and then they came in my house and i was like bang 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 <laughs> so like that. <laughs> i gotta see that one i didn't see that one and i'm like no that's the thing is like i feel that if you break in someone's house yeah because the thing is if you're breaking in someone's house there's no way to no way to predict what your intentions are Exactly. Coming in to steal a sandwich. Because if you're coming to steal a sandwich, okay, let me make you a sandwich. Come on, you don't even have to steal it. Have it. If you're hungry, have a seat. We'll make a sandwich. What would you like to drink? You know, I'm I'm a believer, and if you break into my house, the invitation for a sandwich or tea is uh is no longer valid. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Like you don't know. Of course, you don't know what somebody's intentions are to exactly kill you. Exactly. You have wife and kids and there's some yeah. people out there you have you have no idea what's going on in their head exactly so what's your thoughts on stand your ground <laughs> um Let's you know talked about that one since we're, we're now and this ties in you have the right to stand your ground as well you know i like i said how i i spoke about earlier in this podcast i rather have it i rather um, have the weapon and not need it, then need it and not have it. Because for me, I'm not out to look for something or to protect my family from something. I'm not going out looking for it. If it happens to happen, then of course I'm going to defend and protect my family. But as your stand your ground law, if they come or he or she comes and wants to become violent with me or my family, then yeah, I'm going to protect my family. Now, if I have the option, say, for example, I'm at a shopping uh, supermarket and I hear something happening in the front of them, I'm in the back with my family and I see an emergency exit. Now, I'm going to use that emergency exit to get my family out of there without having to physically engage with whatever's happening in the front of the store. I'm not going to look for trouble. That's me personally, and that's how I feel. I'd like to get my family out the safest way possible and and just keep it moving. Now, if there's no emergency exit or it's blocked or there's something that can't be done and I have to sit in, in place, then I'm going to do my best to put myself between what's happening or what the threat is and my family and then protect them any way I can. So I am for stand your ground as long as, you know, you're actually standing your ground and not looking for uh, ways to become violent. Exactly. That's where I think, I think um, where that law comes in. And I actually did a pretty good job on that law. It's like, is they kind of look at the situation that led up to it. What is exactly. their option? 
Yeah. Well, it was, you know. Yeah. Which is why I think I think it's good, you know. Yeah. Exactly. The guns you got. <laughs> so uh, we would talk offline about that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want. I don't. I, I don't want everyone to know what I had in my house, but it's it's pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad. I I feel confident going to sleep at night. <laughs> the fifty cal turrets in your front door. You know, at least two. Put a, yeah. Put a, probably that no problem. That M sixty that you said we shouldn't have. <laughs> oh, did I, did I tell you that? It was funny. I was speaking of M sixty. One quick story. Before, I know our time is running out. But uh, it was in Tijuana, Mexico. It was okay. Was, uh, at the time, I was is when I was a TJ warrior, and we're going to talk about this a lot. Okay, <laughs> on the Patreon, and you know, our little okay, our little stories that aren't <laughs> you know that'll work. So that was a check on our Patreon. Yep. But because uh, you know, I went to San Diego at eighteen. Okay. For my first duty station. Because mm -hmm. you know I served. Yep. Okay. Uh, so my first duty station, you know, you obviously can't drink, mm -hmm. and so as soon as you get there, you're like 18 years old. You you're wet behind the ears. You don't know anything. And you're like, what? What? What do we do? And the thing is, when you ask sailors what to do at 18 <laughs> at your first duty station, mm -hmm. chances are the information you're going to get is probably not the most best information to get but you're gonna go with it because that's what because we trust each other and exactly like right. you need to go to tijuana that's where everybody goes <laughs> <laughs> so i've been to tijuana about a hundred times prior to even knowing where downtown san diego was oh wow okay. i knew exactly how to get to tijuana you went to the trolley station you took it to the last stop you walked over the border you ended up on Revolution Avenue <laughs> <laughs> with Senior Miguel's and, and, and everything. Wow. So we, it was funny because we were walking around because we it was one night we were, we were completely wasted and we were walking around and we actually ended up staying down there. And then the next day we went in this store and in this store was military grade weapons you could buy. Wow. <laughs> like there's an m60 on the wall you're like i want one i just don't know how i'm gonna bring that one across the border <laughs> or the quarter deck yep wow I, 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 it might be easier to bring it across the quarter deck if i wasn't instantly in close there you go but, wow but definitely across the border might be a little a little bit of a problem <laughs> wow but it but it's weird to me it's like how did they get it <laughs> yeah, exactly wow just goes to show you anything can be gotten anything 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 if you have the means and you have the money to get it you will get it and that's why you should register your weapon <laughs> so there's a accountability because you don't know if somebody went to tijuana and bought an m60 there you go <laughs> exactly right all right, buddy. Until All right. right. Yep. We'll see you next week. All right, buddy. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you for joining the friends I view today. If you loved our conversation, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, share with friends, and stay tuned for our next episode. Until then, keep the conversation going.